0: Why waste, waste time but it doesn't make any sense uh, uh, discovery houston press to three, two, one. welcome wonderful ballers this is the nba top shot update which i'm i have a lot of thoughts on because things are moving and grooving and i would say for the most part i kind of I, I would say we we kind of thought that this was going to happen.
1: Yeah, we definitely, in a weird way, I don't know how. I, I do know I do how. Know how. <laughs> we were able to predict that this was probably going to be the eventual future of mm-hmm. what they were going towards. Yes. Um, NBA Top Shot. For those of you who have not listened to our other podcast episodes about this, totally fine. If you want to, please feel free to check them out. We always put NBA Top Shot in the title itself. Mm-hmm. Um, check those out. But basically, it's a NFT, a non fungible token platform that is. Um, in partnership with the NBA, right. the National Basketball Association, and this other company called Dapper Labs on the Flow blockchain. So mm-hmm. Dapper Labs owns Flow blockchain. Flow was um, you know, basically founded by the same people who created CryptoKitties, yes. which was a very famous, still is, um, a famous non-fungible token kind of a themed collection.
0: Yeah, it's a game. It's essentially it's a, a game. It's kind of a game, yeah, you, where, where you, you can get, breed non-fungible token kittens yeah make new kittens (laughs) exactly and then more rare kittens can be worth more and you can trade them and yeah it's a fun little game
1: it's fun it's very different um i know it sounds weird if you've never heard of it but nba top shot is essentially partnered with this new blockchain called flow Mm -hmm. okay and flow is um you know blockchain is a public ledger, right? That documents and records all transactions. And um, the non-fungible tokens are part of those transactions, those entities that are created on the blockchain. And um, with the NBA Top Shot collection, basically the NBA is creating um, moments, video moments of um, players in a basketball game throughout each season that started in 2020, where Mm -hmm. the videos, there's only so many that are minted, right? There are only so many... um, non-fungible pieces this moment mm-hmm. um, where people can collect them and they collect the video. And so they have these moments and each one is more rare depending on the player and whatnot. And so what's interesting was what they're doing now. I mean, right. we knew we, we kind of, we understood the whole collecting thing. Non-fungible tokens were seen in many forms from music to art to combination of video and art and music and and whatnot. So we kind of understood it. And the main feedback, I think most people said, it was well, like, who cares about these these videos, like, can't I just watch it wherever? Yeah, but what we were, what we knew was going to happen. is Basically, you, w- people saw these as cards, right? They were yeah. basically like trading cards that were video.
0: Yeah, I think that's the best way to explain it to, to my grandma. My yeah, gra- my grandma's out there listening. <laughs> yeah, and they are basically digital version of basketball trading cards. So most people know baseball trading cards. This is basketball, and it's. I, I will confidently say this is the first time that a massive institution worked together uh, with another company to utilize blockchain technology to make a big shift in this field and this movement. And I will say the NBA, National Basketball Association, is more like an institution at this point than it acts like a corporation. Though I guess it could be debatable, but it's still in that realm of multi-billion dollar... Uh, segment and so they are doing this partnership and it was all about collecting these moments and the way that it works is you spent I think the cheapest one I've ever seen was like nine dollars nine dollars you get a pack and in a pack they it, it looks like a an a three D rendered image of a plastic bagged uh pack like like something you would buy at at the store. And in that pack, you don't know what cards, digital cards you're going to get. So when you get them, when you get your pack, you have to decide, do I open it now? Do I open it later? And then as soon as you open it, you, you get your three cards like laid upside down. This is how a lot of people actually open Pokemon cards and stuff yeah. like this. They make it this whole experience. And so you click on one, you know, do I open card number one, number two, or number three. And a lot of people would have weird rituals about which one they open first. They flip it over. The moment comes, you know, zooms into your face. They play music. They show basically one play. It's Most of them, I I would say, that I've seen have been some type of dunk. And they show it from three to four different camera angles in the game. They highlight the person's name, there's statistics at that time, and uh, you're like, all right, cool, I got one. And then you open another one, and you open another one, and consistently the price of the cards is worth more than the pack itself. So you can instantly, because they're digital cards that are built on the blockchain, you can sell them to other people on the marketplace. And I have not, I have not seen, there's one period of time where if you chose to s- sell your card at that point in time, you could have taken a loss on the pack. But overall, the the threshold was if you want to just buy a single card, you're going to pay at least $3 for it. Right. And therefore, you're going to get your money back on every single pack. And so they put together these kind of like lottery systems to go and buy them. And a lot of people were collecting them, but a lot of people were collecting them not knowing what the next phase was going to become. And we talked about it a lot because we've been watching it evolve from These other non-fungible token games that have come together where they are incentivizing people to do different things and set it up so that you can win or lose non-fungible tokens, which could equate to financial returns back to you. And it has now gotten to the point where they are fully embracing the game that they're setting up with the NBA Top Shot. And I still think it's only beginning, but there is zero question that they are gamifying it as much as possible. And their game right now is get as many people to get cards as possible and open their packs and use them and try to acquire as many cards as possible. But that's just the beginning. What's going to happen is that it's I really think it's going to become an app. I think there's no question yeah. it's going to become an app where people are going to play against each other. And in return, uh, you can end up winning way more in your collection and get more points. And in doing so, you get access to new things. And there, I also think that this is also going to become more physical too, where you, if, if you have this many points, if you've collected this many moments or have these many points from collecting the moments, maybe they'll give you um, access to... a a VIP seating at an actual basketball game um, that you can only get if you have that many points through Top Shot. There's going to be just layers and layers of how this is going to come together.
1: We've already, we've seen, what's interesting about this is we've seen this happen out like in the NFT space in different ways, right? So we've seen different communities. We've seen artists, we've seen musicians saying, you know, we're we're incentivizing you to um, maybe, you know, give up this, nft that you have in order to get a more valuable one and if you do that yeah. i'll incentivize you don't give you vip access right if you right. have this many points or whatever and they so what we're seeing and this is definitely a natural progression because from the beginning nfts were inextricably tied with games i think and, mm. you know especially in terms of like the video game that's where a lot of this kind of happened where look i'm playing my favorite game um you know I don't know, Warcraft or whatever, and I can buy these things within that game, but then I can't actually transfer that over to a different game, right? And so the idea with NFTs was, well, you could buy this and you can put it into whatever world you want to be in. Like Mm -hmm. you own it, Mm but the game itself doesn't own it, you own it and you can bring it into Mm -hmm. whatever world you want. And so because the game is tied with NFT, you start seeing like game theory play out. And that's kind of where I think you and I really started to predict what was the NBA going to do with flow, with the flow of blockchain with this. And mm-hmm. the NBA's got a lot of really amazing things actually to make this very very interesting in terms of reshaping how how nfts are really kind of seen in 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 games and whatnot because Mm -hmm. first of all you've got a league and a whole league of a game basketball at the highest level that a lot of people are already very interested in right so they're already invested they've already got their own teams and whatnot and they kind of emphasize that too like who's your home team like you know you get to kind of celebrate whatever team you want to be a part of Right. right And so they're already kind of making that part travel, but then they also really dig into the different stats of the players and based on you know what that player is doing on an individual level, but then also on the team level, mm-hmm. right? And you can imagine how this is going to start to play out. I mean, you've yeah. got fantasy football. There is fantasy basketball, but I wouldn't say that it's as prominent as fantasy football is mm. by any means. So it's almost like they're, cre- they're starting to create their own game. And yeah. with that game, with game theory, you can incentivize collectors to be not just collectors, but to actually really feel like, they are a part of the game. Like they're really active participants. Exactly. And so you start seeing them saying, okay, well you have to have this many points in order to acquire a pack. And what does, what are those points? Where do they come from?
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. So you get a certain amount of points per card that you have. And so first off, they're incentivizing people to open their packs, which is pretty genius because each pack, if it's truly built on the blockchain, which it is from everything that we've seen, they are only issuing. You can see it on the ledger itself how this many of this player and this card, and you can see how many there are. You can see how many were issued, which means that the pack was opened and now it's in possession. You could see where it is, who owns it. You can see the whole thing, which is an amazing thing because you can't manipulate it. It should, right. it, it is, and it should be forever set up within the blockchain technology, which forces it to be fully transparent. And as people open up these packs and get cards, cards are worth different amounts of points, depending on, I think primarily, when you're getting into like really valuable ones, it looks at the rarity of it and the badges associated with it. So if it's a very rare special moment, it's gonna be worth a lot more. If the player is doing some has some badge associated with them, for example, it's their first year in the NBA, then they get the rookie badge. And if it's a rookie badge, you get more points because there's only gonna be one year when they're gonna have rookie moments. And then next year they might have a bunch of moments, but you don't have a rookie card. It's like in baseball, you know, baseball cards, you know, the rookie card is always worth more than, you know, towards the end of their career. Typically, typically. So when we're looking at these little ways that they're kind of setting it up, they're already gamifying it. But now the game has shifted from, hey, try it out. They were learning. It's still in beta. They were learning a lot. Okay, what's the best way that we can get people to participate in this drawing? And at the beginning, it was kind of, it was ridiculous. Like you had to be on at a certain time. You'd be pushing like enter, enter, enter. And like, it wouldn't go through. And now they're doing different things where you can like sign up early and then you have a window period of time to go and claim it. And they learned a lot. And I think that they've really refined it where it's getting nice, clean, and crispy for the masses because I do think the participants in it currently are early adopters. And it's still in beta, so we'll see when it gets out of beta. But now the game has shifted from them trying to get feedback to learn to make it a better process to now they are trying to incentivize people to buy as many packs as possible buy as many cards as possible and acquire as many points as possible because the more points you get the more access you get to exclusive packs that require you to have like a thousand points and if you have a thousand points you get a a ticket to enter the drawing to buy a pack that costs a hundred dollars i mean it kind of sounds crazy but i I think that time over time they've demonstrated that if you're going to buy a pack for $100, if you were lucky enough to do it, and there are a lot of people who are trying to enter, when you open up those cards, they're going to be worth more than the pack was originally sold for. So there's a lot of people who are trying to get into those groups. And so it's this game of just collect as many moments as possible to get access to those exclusive pack drawings. And... We're at the end of the NBA season. Probably at the moment that this is being aired, the NBA season's over. This is going to be exciting because they're transitioning from Series 1 to Series 2, which is right now. And next season will be Series 3. And that's when I see it being, I play against you. And winner takes cards. And that's going to be money-making time because they make money on every single transaction
1: yeah and that's something that is definitely a huge component about nfts right when you an nft exists as a non-fungible token because of a piece of code which is a smart contract essentially Mm -hmm. and in that smart contract whoever mints that whether it's an artist a musician or the nba on the blockchain Mm -hmm. they can basically decide what happens in the aftermarket with it what happens Mm -hmm. when it's first sold when it's first dropped and then what happens to it afterwards and so the nba gets a little cut every single time it's resold on the marketplace. and, and the
0: players too
1: and the players yeah. right and so this is this is really opening up a whole new revenue stream for so many different types of people it's it's actually really really fascinating and and you'll be able to, I think one of the big things just from looking at their case study of like what they did with Crypto Kitties, where you can combine different NFTs together, you can combine cards together. What will that look like? That will be a whole different game changer, too, in terms of what John's saying of people are going to play against each other. How if you are playing against a LeBron James, who are you going to bring up, right, to, yeah. to be able to compete with that? Well, could you combine the skills of multiple players in order to compete with someone at that level. Right. And so, well,
0: well, that combination is something that really can't occur in the physical world. Right. The way that it is going to occur. And I'm saying going to, because I know it's going to happen in the digital world. And the way that, because people will play like Pokemon against each other or, you know, whatever game they're playing magic. And they will say, okay, I'm combining this Pokemon with, That represents water with this Pokemon, which represents cold. And now it's ice. And now that against fire will kill you all. And those types of combos can happen. But at the end of the game, you still have those cards. Those cards exist. In the digital world, they may say, here, you actually, you want to combine LeBron James with Anthony Davis, you just created a superpower team that no one can beat. But in exchange for you combining those two, you're actually going to burn one of your cards. Like it will no longer be in your possession. It will no longer exist. Yeah. And so maybe you're going to lose your Anthony Davis, but in doing so you are going to win this game, but you're giving up your Anthony Davis. So you might, you know, if you win this game, you might win some other cards, but the Anthony Davis card will forever disappear. Right. And that is a very interesting game that's going to occur because I've seen it on NBA. They have it, a little tab where it says burn mm-hmm. and no, you can't use it yet, but it's still in beta. So it's obviously going to happen. And we talked about how we predicted that this was going to be something yeah. that's going to happen. And what it does is it's just such a fascinating, like to me, it's like economics on a complex level. Yet it does make so much sense, which is supply and demand. If someone burns their Anthony Davis, then those who didn't burn their Anthony Davis, those who kept it, their Anthony Davis card is more rare because there's fewer of them. And if there's fewer of them, it should increase the value of that Anthony Davis card. Will it be worth more during that time of the burn when you can use it with LeBron James or could be worth more even later when you can later burn it with something else, and now it's like a super superstar, you know, it, there's so many ways it can be played, and it is all based on the foundation that Dapper Labs and NBA choose to create. Yeah. And how will that evolve? Well, I think the NBA is pretty damn good at figuring out game theory and yeah. getting it so that they're getting maximum amount of value. Um, just by shifting a few things here. I mean, we see it time over time again, their success with getting a little extra money. Like, look at their jerseys now. They're all sponsored jerseys. It wasn't that long ago when there was zero sponsors on the jerseys. Now they got the sponsored jerseys. Now they're getting these digital cards. They're making profit out of literally nothing. They're just, it's an add-on thing that they're making a whole new revenue stream from. And I'm very confident that this game will forever be set up to incentivize people to put more money into it, but it's also going to reward those that do the most amount of money into it. And how does that plan out? I don't know. I think we got a few interesting theories and strategies with it because I think sealed packs is the way to go.
1: Yeah. See, that's a really interesting thing that I'm glad that you brought up because... Sealed packs. What, what? What is, so first of all, okay, yes, rewarding collectors who spend the most money is an obvious incentive that, that one they, wants, that's right? That's what they want right now. Right yeah. now. I do think though, just like almost everything that I think we've encountered and researched in blockchain technology, mm. one of the underlying themes is rewarding the early adopters, rewarding mm-hmm. the people who took a risk, right? Yeah. Um, because really, who knows if it's going to actually work out or not? The, the rate of, the success rate in, terms of companies in blockchain technology is very low just like it is with most most you know emerging markets it's very it's it's risky it's high risk so if 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 you're an early adopter and you took a risk on this company well then you should be rewarded and that's definitely an underlying thing i would say with all almost all blockchain technology including crypto and whatnot nfts so the the idea of the sealed pack right so if you bought a sealed pack for nine dollars at like the early stages in the first few months that this came out where it's still in beta right now but it was definitely in beta they were working out bugs it was not the most pleasurable consumer behavior like consumer experience on our end right but we stick stuck with them we got these packs and if they're not opened well everyone knows because it's on the blockchain it is public that there are like say X amount of this card. So there's a hundred of this card. And mm-hmm. if we don't know who, we know 99 of those cards have already been open. We know who they belong to, what address they belong to. We know that also there's one that has not been open and documented and tied to someone else's mm-hmm. identity. And so therefore we know that someone maybe has not opened the pack. Yeah. And, and so Should therefore be able to calculate that it. card is not available on the marketplace regardless. Right. And so what, I think w- the interesting thing that these unopened packs are going to have is, yeah, if people don't open them, they will become more rare or yeah. they'll become, they'll become more rare because right now collectors are incentivized to open them right. to get more points, to get right. more rewards. Right. Yeah. But, but if you don't open it long down the turn down, down the pipeline, well, mm-hmm. okay, you have a series two unopened pack. What's in that, you right. know, like the randomness of what's in that. I mean, you could calculate it on the blockchain, but if there are a lot of people who haven't opened it, it's going to be really tough to know which one. And so if you want to sell your own pack to someone, there's more, um, I guess, excitement and incentivization for that person to want to pay more. Because, wow, this is a, from a series of way back when mm-hmm. that I like I know that these cars are probably going to be worth more because now we're in series five. Right. right? Well,
0: currently you can't trade packs yet, which is very interesting. And I think that's kind of cool because... It actually, to me, it makes it more secure because you can trade cards. If someone ha- logs into your account, they could send the cards to someone else. All they need is their username. But you couldn't do that with a sealed pack. So right. it makes it uh, very intriguing as to how this can pan out. But I think not only did we base it off of our understanding of the of how blockchain technology works, and that and that public ledger um, demonstrates. Exactly what's already been opened and how many and what the current count is. But we also based it on what's going on in the physical world. And in the physical world, no question, if you got a sealed original base set one Pokemon pack, Holy cow, people are paying astronomical amounts for freaking Pokemon cards. It's crazy. It's absolutely mind-boggling. For a
1: sealed pack, though. For a a sealed sealed pack, pack. and And the sealed pack is important because I think what it ties back to really is our desire to, I don't know, like take take that risk like why do why do so many people buy lottery tickets mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. it is a part of that same psyche of i'm gonna buy a lottery ticket i don't know it's just a dollar who cares whatever yeah, right mm-hmm. but there's also that uh, that feeling of like people also buy containers right uh, unopened containers just saying i'm gonna i'm gonna spend a hundred thousand dollars on this container because i think that something will be a value and i'll eventually at least break even right and then right. they go in they open they pay for it they open it up and they may actually have enough to to break even or make a profit or they might lose right right right. so there's that like risk reward but we're taking a chance here kind of a thing but
0: it's you're alluding to the fact that it is an experience it's a fun experience it's like gambling people are freaking addicted to gambling because it's that moment of uncertainty meeting reality and you have this odds of winning and this odds of losing and boom you know like when when you open a pack they put on this like awesome like hip-hop music yeah turn it up you're getting ready okay these are this is the moment boom 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 yeah some serious hype music flip it flip the card and you're like yes or you're like damn it and then you're like go check what it's worth and you're like all right good that one's a good one and then so it's like all about this moment and i'm like you know what if it's i mean it's called nba moments if it's all about the moment then seal keep that moment sealed i don't need that experience of hype yeah i can sell that and I guarantee you each pack that we have that we've kept sealed, it's definitely worth more than what it originally went for on the market. Is it worth more than double, triple, et cetera? I don't no know. No idea. But we shall see how this pans out. But we can't technically, the only way you could sell your pack is if you said, if, if you made an agreement of trust where you said, all right, send me the money. They send the money. And then I open the pack in front of them. And then after I open the pack, I send them the cards that were in the pack, the exact cards that were in the pack. And I think that you're getting, so if you were to do that, if I were to open my pack with the trust of someone else sending me the money first, I'm giving it to them at a discount because they have to trust me because they're sending me the money. But if there's no, if the money is, is, if it's trustless, then boom, you could actually get more because now they don't have to worry about the money being sent and all that stuff. So, this is gonna be fun. It's now and exiting series two. It's going to enter series three. Where does it go from here? I only see it going up. I, I only too. see it going up from well, here. It's honestly, been,
1: it's been really interesting to just see the different announcements and the way that they're they're really progressing in uh, one particular direction. Obviously, like we've been saying, towards the game, and even mm-hmm. during this, um, you know, the playoffs and the finals that we're in, like. I think the finals have been a really fun it's it's been really fun in general the entire basketball season but this the finals and the playoffs you really we got a lot of emails I thought it was just really interesting from like a consumer behavior standpoint of. You know why they obviously have the data. They're they're incentivizing certain things and getting people hyped up because in the moment, oh my gosh, I'm so excited! There's a the the playoffs are happening or the finals are finally here. You right, know, yeah. and so you've got two teams battling it out. You just you could just see it. You could see the <laughs> battle happening with people who have cards of the players on these teams, yeah, right? Yeah. And where they're gonna go? I mean, people get traded all the time, right? So who's gonna be on the same team next year. Well, now if he's not on the same team, if he's not on, you know, the Pelicans or the Bucks, Mm. now he's on a different team. Now you've got a whole different moment of that player in a totally different jersey. Or Mm -hmm. say you Mm -hmm. had a rookie and no one really, no one saw this rookie come out of it. No no one expected the rookie to actually perform at that level. Yeah, the
0: card was, after you open the pack, it was selling for $3. Yeah,
1: and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere in the playoffs, that person just turns up. Yeah, he
0: makes the final three to win the game seven. And then his contract's going huge and he's the most desired player. Exactly. Boom, you got his rookie card?
1: Exactly. And so it's this combination of, okay, we can quantify why this moment is worth so much. And it's also not just based on what the NBA says it is it's also based on what the you know the market actually dictates it is as well mm-hmm. so it's the rarity you know there's only 1000 of these there's 3000 of these there's 100000 of these that the nba sets but then as the league as as the entire league continues on each yeah. season and more there's, people. there's also the randomness of mm-hmm. each game that you can't predict there's that right. qualitative sense of like we don't know how lebron is actually going to perform he could perform horribly and right, so right. Okay, that card's worthless right now, you know. But this card, out of nowhere, this person is all of a sudden just killing it in this in that series, um, that game series, and so his card actually ends up becoming a lot more. And no one would have predicted that. And so it's mm. that balance of uncertainty and randomness with the known measurements as well Mm -hmm. that makes i think this so interesting and and calculated risk it is like calculated risk but at the same time it is like gambling too because it's like you have no control of how these players are actually going to perform or not right Mm -hmm. you have no control of the outcome of it but you can calculate it all like that but then i think the the real thing that underscores how extremely exciting this is is the blockchain itself the technology Mm -hmm. that this is all on that you cannot cheat it's immutable. Yeah. You can't go back and change it. Yeah. Once it's out there, you can't change it. Right. And only it can only progressively go forward. And so really there's no cheating. If 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 someone, I mean, takes it off of the blockchain, they burn it. It's gone. Yeah. There's no bringing it back to life.
0: Yeah, there's no done. fake cards that you can create and add to it. Exactly. You know, like that that's that's an important part. You can you can make a fake Pokemon card. Yep but then if you get it checked and you'd have to get it checked which is a whole process then it would be clear that it wasn't a fake you know yeah. you can have fake jordans
1: which makes the marketplace i think a little bit more pure it actually yes. it, it reduces friction in general because there's validation on the blockchain from the nba from all the people who are on the marketplace that can say i mean the nba is held accountable too everyone mm-hmm. is held accountable and right. so um, it's really interesting. We'll see yes. how this progresses. I'm excited to see what this game ends up turning out like. Yeah. But stay I hope tuned. It's funny. I think it will be. We'll keep you all updated. Yes. And, and we look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.